Hello and welcome to episode six of season one of the Chippewa Herald Sports Podcast. I am Chippewa Herald Sports Editor Brendan Berg, and I thank you very much for joining us for the latest episode of the podcast. We're getting down to it, getting down to near the end of the first season of podcasts here with the Chippewa Herald Sports Podcast. We still got a few of them coming up, and today my conversation with Cadot Wrestling Coach Josh Faith is the primary topic here and we'll we'll dig into a bunch of uh, wrestling related topics most notably you know, we talk a lot about youth wrestling i know that so many times in wrestling it's just one of those sports where it seems like kids getting involved at a younger age goes a long way and that's a very good example of being able to have that program and and have it start with kids getting interested when they're younger and and continuing with it you know, through high school and, you know, many cases, you know, going on even beyond high school. So uh, Coach Spath was kind enough to take a little time out of his busy schedule to, to join me as we have that conversation. We dig into a bunch of stuff. So uh, if you're listening to this right now, obviously you've done it a number, one of a number of ways. Either you have subscribed to us, which you can do on on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, pretty much everywhere you find podcasts, you, you're going to be able to find us. So if you, if you subscribe there, you'll have this dropping into your – Dropping into wherever you, you grab your podcast from when these are uh, dropped off first thing Monday morning. So you can go ahead and go that route. Otherwise, if you want to take the another route, you can just go to our website, chippo.com. And uh, every for every episode of the Monday it comes out, I'll put together uh, an asset that you guys can go and just listen to it through there as well as listen to some of our other ones. So uh, you, can, you can catch up in short order if you want to. Otherwise, you can just kind of take it a week at a time throughout the season. So... Um, so right now we're going to go now to the interview I had with uh, Josh Faith. And then when we come back, we will give you a little bit of a teaser and do the next episode. The Triple Herald Sports Podcast rolls on and my guest today is the head wrestling coach at Kadat, Josh Faith. Josh, thank you very much for joining me this week. Thanks for having me, Brandon. And, um, well, well, my conversation this week is, you know, one of the things I want to do with this podcast, I want to touch base on a bunch of different sports and we've already done that kind of with our first three or four episodes. And, you know, this is going to be our first venture into, into wrestling. And, you know, when I kind of thought about people to talk to in the wrestling world, you were, you were one of the first I thought of, you've got a, you've got a very you know deep and unique history within cadet program, both, you know, as a wrestler, a state champion during your days on the mat now, you know, transitioning to the the longtime coach within the program. So, um, my first question is a simple one, but maybe it's not. <laughs> it sounds simple anyway. Um, when you have a when you have a program like Kadat that's got such a deep history in wrestling, I guess how do you guys go about establishing that? Because I'm, there's a lot of programs I'm sure that kind of look at you guys and say, hey, especially for small schools, and say, hey, that's you know that's kind of where we'd like to be. I guess how has this program been able to kind of sustain the amount of success it has over such a long period of time? You know, I thought about that question here quite a bit in the last week, and you know, it comes down to, I think, I, I talked to Coach Leonard about this many times, the consistency of coaches over the, year, over the years, um, you know, guys like Abe Admiratic and Ed Leonard, you know, who coached 36 years, uh, I think it was 58 years that, you know, Kadat Wrestling's been around. Uh, both those guys are, you know, um, George Mount Martin, Hall of Fame coaches and then National Hall of Fame coaches. And I was fortunate enough to wrestle um, through the program, you know, then wrestle under Ed. And, and the whole time Ed was, 
you know, coaching Ape, uh, Ape Admiratic was involved in the program. And, you know, I think the, the most important part is the, you know, more than the coaching is the fans in the community that, you know, that support wrestling so much here in Kadat. Um, we have just a great fan, fan base, and I think that fan base brings in, you know, a lot of, you know, new families are welcoming. Um, we got a great wrestling club, and, and people get involved and, and create opportunities for their kids. And we've just been very fortunate to have been doing that for 58 years. And you mentioned the consistency, and that kind of leads me almost verbatim into my next question, which is that, you know, you, you mentioned kind of the, the lineage of coaches. I imagine, you know, for these kids and even for these parents, it, it's got to be pretty reassuring that they know year after year, you know, they, they have a good idea what to expect. You know, you, by the time you get to high school, you know, you've got these kids that are coming into your room as a freshman and, you know, moving up to sophomore and junior year. Not a lot changes as far as your expectations and what you do. It's kind of less about, you know, ex- finding out what to expect and more about just kind of going out there and, you know, taking care of the fundamentals and kind of letting that take you where it takes you. Yeah, you know, you got to have fun. Uh, but, yeah, we like to be competitive. Um, you know, our goal is always you know, we have the capability, you know, our goal is to get kids as far as we can and that's the state championship. And and hopefully every year our goal is to, you know, get this team state tournament. Um, it's, um, you know, we just, we have a great, you know, just even now we have so many coaches that are involved from pre-K all the way to, to our to our high school program and we're all on the same page. Um, you know, I, you know, I have, <laughs> you know, we probably have, you know, over 10 coaches that are involved all the way up. And um, we got guys that are focusing on elementary, but yet I'm still communicating with them. I swing in. Uh, Coach Erickson still, you know, is, you know, who's our, my assistant's been, you know, for a long time. Uh, he's very active in the youth program, um, along with a lot of, we got Dan Yeager, uh, my brother, you know, Sean Spade, you know, Pat Rothbauer, who coached with Ed Leonard for a lot of years and won a state football championship for um, Kadat is in our room. We have a uh, Brandon Phelps, Brad Sonatag, uh, you know, Joe Salter. We, we just got uh, Adam Blanchett and a lot of those guys have a deep, deep wrestling history and they're, and they're coming back into our program and, and they're, and they want to see it be successful. So it's, uh, so, you know, practices are very organized uh, and, and you have a lot of people that are creating uh, opportunities for a lot of kids. We had over uh, over a hundred uh, youth wrestlers this year signed up for our youth program in grades uh, K five, fifth through grades, grades uh, kindergarten to fifth grade. What are some of the keys? And I know you're obviously you're you're more on the on the high school end, but you mentioned you you're still communicating. You're very close with the you know the coaches you have on the youth end. What are some of the keys that 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 it takes to kind of get get that um, participation and get kids out when they're younger and kind of get them with the program because. It's not a prerequisite that you know if you win a, to win a state championship, you gotta you know wrestle you know since you were a little kid. But it, it, it seems like that's kind of a lot of the qualifications of the kids that are doing really well. Say that they've been doing it since you know they were you know six, seven, eight years old. So I guess how how is Kadat able to kind of continue to get such a strong presence of kids out when they're young and get them to stay with the program? Um, you know, there's a couple of questions. Uh, we're very uh, you know we have a like a Google Doc that. You know, have all our practices for our youth all the way up to high school. Our youth practice, our youth coaches can look at the high school uh, coaches are doing, and vice versa. But again, we communicate. I'm I'm talking to youth coaches every day. I know what's happening. Um, you know, I, I work with Coach Yeager at the elementary. Was kind of heading that up, and I'm you know I talk to Coach Phelps a, a lot. 
Um, and, um, you know, we're always looking at how we can improve and um, make sure kids are having fun and they want to be out. And then the second is we, we like to market the program. So, we, you know, we make posters every year for our, you know, our varsity team. Uh, this year we made playing cards. So each individual wrestler had their own playing cards and the youth came in and, uh, you know, they got their cards signed by the high school high school athletes and it was just a big deal and um we you know we try to post it on facebook results a a lot how the kids are doing and then also um you know throughout the high school and elementary we're we're always hanging up pictures of you know all the kids to make sure they're recognized for their efforts you know not only just winning but you know if they had a good practice you know at the youth level they're recognized and and they're called wrestler of the night we try to we, we really try to recognize as many kids as we can for for exceptional effort. What are some of the keys to coaching youngsters? Uh, being patient. You know, um, it, you know, it takes years to become a state champion, and you know, we say this all the time. I mean, you know, being a state champion is only one day, so it's, it's more about the process, not so much about being a state champion. It's about you know learning how to work hard, set goals, attain those goals, and. Um, you know, I think it's just very important that the kids have fun and they start, uh, you know, really start developing a sense of self-belief in themselves, you know, as they go throughout the years. And, you know, once they do that, they start setting goals. And we've been very fortunate to have, to have a very good athletes come through that are, you know, not only, you know, the best, you know, one of the best in the state, but they're very competitive on the national scene. And, and I think some young kids look up to those guys and they, and, and they want to be like them, and they, and they start working hard. So, I know that Kadat, you you've mentioned already, kind of the, the the sense of pride that there is with with the wrestling program in Kadat. I mean, Kadat, it's synonymous with wrestling. I mean, uh, you know, whoever you're talking about when it comes up with Kadat, it's you know, wrestling is one of the first things that comes up. I guess how much pride does you know the team, the program, the community take in the fact that. Now, as we're kind of getting to see more in the way of co-ops, you know, for smaller schools in wrestling, that you guys are able to still kind of go at, you know, just, you know, solo, but, and, and still do it at a very high level. You know, we're, you know, that's something we talk about a lot. You know, we, we've been asked to co-op, um, you know, by a few different schools and, you know, and, I, you know, Coach Leonard, you know, back day, that was all, and Coach Baradic, you know, thought it would be good that we always, you know, are, are, are and, and we have to work extremely hard at the, you know, as, you know, program wide for, you know, elementary through high school to, to keep that going. And, you know, there's been a few years where we didn't have uh, full lineups, and, but we were still very competitive. Um, it, it's hard in a small school. Um, but right now, I think, you know, just with the people that come in at the youth level, and, um, it, you know, it kind of takes an army to, to, to have a, you know, a good. Team, I think in any sport, and, and right now we have a it's a great group of parents, uh, coaches, and, and fans. It was, it was it was really crazy this year how many fans came out to support our our you know especially our high school athletes and how, how well we traveled with, with the bands. So. I know I was at the uh, that Division Three regional you guys hosted, and it was it reminded me a bit of like a sectional final basketball game with just how loud it was and how much you know kind of. Everyone was kind of you know going back and forth. Obviously, depending on what was going on on the mats, it was 
really an environment I had not seen that intimately at in, for like a, a, re, a wrestling regional or a sectional. It was it was really cool. Like it, it, it was it was a you know a home mat advantage. You don't really hear about that too much in wrestling, but you know you guys you could definitely notice it just you know from someone like me that was kind of on the outside looking in. Yeah, it was really it was exciting, and you know what you know what people got to see, and, and we had coaches across the state. I think we're watching that regional, and I know coaches were texting me during the day from other you know other regional that AFCAL was going and so forth because we were you know us in Stratford were going back and forth, and you know you, you know fans got to see two of the best um, you know especially last year two of the best teams in the state you know really any division in Northwest Wisconsin. Um, you know, Stratford was at the top of the, you know, bi-state, very, very tough team. And and we knew they were going to be tough, and um, we just couldn't quite pull it out. But as far as the environment, it was awesome. Um, as a coach, I couldn't, uh, I, you know, I couldn't have been more proud of our kids. They battled, you know, and they battled hard. And and uh, we came up a little short, but uh, we had a lot of good, you know, good things happen. You know, we, we sent a, you know, a lot of kids to individual state and, um and the kids kept their head high, their heads high, and we have really high hopes next year. Um, and I think uh, Stratford's back in our regional next year, so it, uh, we we get to do it again next year. So. And you know, within the last few years, you've kind of been put in a unique spot because not only are you a know, longtime coach, been coaching the head coach of Kadat for more than a decade, but you know, you've also had the opportunity to, to coach your son Brady, who's going on to to wrestle at the University of Minnesota. So. I think I've, I've mentioned, I've asked you about this obviously throughout the last few years, but how is that to be a, not just a coach for someone and someone, you know, that talented and that good, but also to, to be a parent, how do you kind of balance that? Well, that it was always a hard, um, you know, we, we talked about that. It was, it was hard, you know, there was, you know, it's hard because we're always talking about wrestling and we probably should have been talking about other things, you know, hunting, fishing and other things in life. Uh, he is definitely passionate about wrestling um, it wasn't so much what I had to do with it or, you know, I'll even say the program is, you know, Brady's earned everything. Um, he, you know, he's earned all his accomplishments, you know, he's wrestling all, all year long working out, setting high goals. And, and he, you know, he created himself and we got, you know, a few other young men like that coming up through our program right now. Those guys are still wrestling and working out and, and wanting, you know, to be state champions and the best and, and, uh, in the nation. And, and move on to a division one school. And, uh, you know, that really comes from within, but, you know, as far as a, you know, coaching thing, uh, you know, Brady was uh, very competitive in the room and, and always did what we were asked of him. Um, but he, he just did, he did extras. Um, as far as the parenting standpoint, there, you know, there's things that I probably would do differently now is that, you know, I probably wouldn't have talked about wrestling so much with him. <laughs> so, um, you know, and, and talk more about life, but, uh, you know, he's, he's working with me on some crews this summer and around and we're, he's really excited to get up to the cities and get wrestling, but he's excited to move on, you know, with life and school. And, um, it's just, you know, but it's been an honor. It's, it's, uh, it's been an honor to, you know, to obviously have him, you know, as a son and as an athlete, he, he just, um, he'll be remembered for years to come, in, you know, in our program. And you won a state championship individually when you were in high school. Um, what goes through your mind as a coach and as a dad when you watch your son do it twice? You know, it's uh, you know it's a relief because you know what 
you just you know what uh, what they've went through, and 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 it's hard to explain it. But when you really, really want to be a state champion, you're kind of obsessed over it, and you're 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 working out two or three times a day, and you're just constantly looking at getting better. So, you know, you watch your the kids do that. In a sense, uh, Coach Moradic used to say, "Pay the price, or you have to suffer a bit." And that's what those kids do. They suffer. They they work so hard, and they're sweating, and they're running, and they're you know dieting and um you know when you watch them it's kind of a relief and and you're just really you're just very very proud that they accomplished that goal um and it's in wrestlers are very unique is that you know i you know i take you know kind of you know brady comes right back he's still wrestling he wins the state title he's right back to work you look at Braden sonatag uh right back to work and wrestling and going back down and and working out after coming off a state championship. So they're always looking for the next best thing. And um, that's a hard thing to coach that comes from within. Um, so, yeah, it's proud to see any, not only my son, but any of our athletes um, and, and the guy, you know, every one of them that, you know, accomplished their, their goals is, you know, you know, just getting to the state tournament is tough, and, you know, and, you know, watching guys that have done everything right and don't make it to the state tournament. So it's a, it's an emotional roller coaster for a coach and a and a dad, and you know I think Coach Erickson will tell you the same. Is these, these kids, all these kids are kind of you know like our kids in some fashion because we spend so much time with them. So you know as a coach and a parent, but you're on the same <laughs> emotional roller coaster because you want to see all these kids do well, and it's it's not just about state championships. It's about you know kids just giving their best effort, you know, and being a good sport. And um, and our and our kids done that this year and. You know, very proud of them. What advice would you give to to someone or a group of people that were kind of looking to to build up a wrestling program? You know, starting it from the ground up, or you know, they have it in place, but they want to kind of get to that next level. I guess. What would you, advice would you give to those people? Well, communication. You know, the, the wrestling that wrestling club is. You know, like I said earlier, and he alluded to that. You know, it's not just wrestling season. We're talking. We're talking all year long. How you know the opportunities we're going to create for kids. Um, you know, is they have a very strong uh, wrestling club. You know, have a you know as a head coach, have a good relationship with your AD to get you know the schedule that fits best for your kids. Um, and we we have that with Steve Mangle. Um, and you know, I think um, you know really thinking of development and stages um, of kids as they come through. Like I said, we have a curriculum for you know wrestling that you know for kids that you know as they come through our program where we you know with appropriate different levels that we try to stick through. Um, and um, you know, I think you know, uh, you know, above all, make sure kids are having fun. Um, it's not always about going and competing every weekend. That'll come when the kids are ready. And um, and again, just get as many parents and involved involved in your program as possible, and, and so they have ownership in that. And um, that's what they'll, uh, you know, I believe will create a good program. Um, you know, there's, you know, a lot of the parents that are, you know, come through cannot, and they always say they're wrestling parents. Well, they never wrestled a day in their life, but they, they, by the time their kids are done, they know the sport, and then they be, have become a fan, you know, for the rest of their life, um, you know, because of the their dedication to cadet wrestling. So um, just communicate um, all the way up. Um, and I guess the last thing is putting the right people in the right place. Um, you know, one head coach can't do it all. Um, you have to be surrounded by a good group of people and, um, and coaches. And, and right now, and I think for a lot of years, I uh, wrestling 
have had that. All right, I guess finishing up, is there anything else that we kind of touch base on today that, you know, maybe, you know, you wanted to elaborate a little bit more on or anything else just kind of about building up and maintaining a program that you think is important for people to know? Well, I, I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you as always, and I appreciate the coverage that you do for our, our sport. Um, you know, just that uh, we're focused on next year and um, we got, uh, we have a great, uh, big, strong, you know, group of freshmen coming back and I think, you know, a lot of state qualifiers. So we're, we're really excited for, for uh, next year and hopefully, hopefully with uh, COVID-19 that we're, we're actually wrestling next year, hopefully, and everybody's healthy enough, healthy enough to do so. But I, I just appreciate the opportunity to, to talk with you. As always, I always enjoy our time we get to chat and well, it was, it was fun. I appreciate the time. Hopefully we can, we can do this again sometime. So thank you very much, Josh. And there it is, my conversation with Cadet Wrestling Coach Josh Spaeth. We were able to, to dig in a little bit on on Cadet, its program, kind of the things that help make them, you know, make them shine, make them good. And I really appreciate Coach Spaeth kind of, you know, sharing that knowledge for us because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, maybe if they're looking to build up their, their program, be it at the youth ranks or the high school level, you know, wherever it may be, I think that conversation was very enlightening to tell you a little bit about all the work that puts in the amount of you know people top to bottom all throughout that it takes to make a, a program like that run so uh, i really appreciate him taking the time to, to do that so you know as we close up shop here for for this episode we're gonna uh, leave you today with a little bit of a teaser to my next episode and when i first started this podcast you, you can go back and listen from the from episode one one that this was a podcast that I kind of wanted to be able to touch on a wide variety of things on. It's just, it kind of, one of the things I really like about my job is, you know, just, just such a wide variety of things I'm able to do and cover. And this one's a little outside the box as far as my job, because I think anyone that's known me for a while knows that I've made uh, regular appearances on Sports Talk 105.1 WAYY, uh, 680 AM in Eau Claire for several years. And a big reason for that is uh, Dan Casper, who, you know, runs the show with the uh, with the Dan Casper show, which you can hear mornings uh, six to nine a.m. Monday through Friday. Um, you know him and I are friends. I mean, he I knew him and he knew me before he started there and before I even you know moved to Triple Falls. And you know that's been a, a really fun thing to do, and you it's you know it's been fun to watch. You know, not just as his friend, but as somebody else, kind of you know in the area. You know, media wise, it's been kind of cool to see how they've been able to kind of build up the build up the um, I guess the brand you would say for for that station and for what they're able to do. You know, when when Dan first got there, there was no morning local slot, so he really you know went to bat to kind of get them to where they are today, which is you know a a three hour you know, morning drive time show that is is very popular. I, I Whenever I'm on an event, I'll often have people come up to me and ask about it or, you know, tell me, hey, you know, you know, Dan, you know, Dan's doing a really good job with this. Or I heard you this morning and, you know, I, you know, I thought it was great or, you know, stuff like that. It's I think it really goes to show just the the work he's put in. And to me, it's so interesting when you're able to kind of build something up like that from scratch to where he is now. So. We're going to talk a lot about that. We're going to dabble into a couple different things, but 
it's going to be one of those episodes that I think you're going to kind of see the the built-in chemistry that Dan and I have because we've been talking together for so long. And it's going to be a little bit of a different spot because normally he's the one that's kind of leading the conversation and I'm chipping in and it's kind of the other way around. But it was a really fun conversation. We were able to to get in the weeds on some other things. So I'm going to leave you now with a little bit of a of a tidbit from that episode. And I want to thank you very much for joining us for the latest episode of the Triple World Sports Podcast. So once you kind of got going and you know the ball was rolling, I guess was there a point or two where you kind of looked around and thought, "Wow, this like something significant is happening here." Uh, you know, a, a certain occasion, a certain event, something like that that you were doing that you thought that this is, "Hey, I'm making some headway here." Probably that's a good question. Um, probably two. Um, one when I kind of took a you know I'm like you know I'm going to try it and see what happens, but. Uh, uh, a few years ago, uh, Jerry Kramer was uh, doing a thing in Menominee, and uh, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I can get an interview or something like that with because his son was with him, and I'm like, maybe we'll, we'll see what happens. And you know, I ended up he ended up coming in studio. He's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go in studio. And then Jerry, so like where you sit sometimes, Brandon. You know, Jerry Kramer sat there. So that was my first big thing. Um, but then I think what really kind of stood out for me was doing it at Radio Row at Super Bowl because, to be honest, I didn't even apply for, for Radio Row credentials. I just applied because I didn't think I was going to get anything. But I'm like, you know what, it's in Minnesota. I'm going to try it. And when I when I applied for it, all I applied for was just this very generic pass that allowed me to, like, walk around Radio Row because I didn't know what the hell Radio Row was, you know, what what you all did there or what, what it all encompassed. And then when I got the confirmation back, it said, here's your table for your broadcasting station and, and all that. And I'm like, oh, no. Uh, you know, I got to go talk to my boss and figure out what, what the plan is because they're giving us a table. I didn't think I was going to get a table uh, for, for Radio Row. And I got a table right in the middle of everything, right in front of some big network shows, too. So that there was when, when that week ended for me and I'm just kind of sitting there and it was exhausting. But I'm like holy cow, I was just, you know, on Radio Row for Super Bowl with, you know, interviewing and seeing all those different athletes and celebrities that you kind of, you know, you're watching and and you're talking about and then you get to see them in person and and you get to interview them. And that was probably the biggest moment for me. And I'm like thinking, okay, well, we might be on to something right here. 